Welcome to the NR Experience, a podcast wherein we talk about anything and everything in our experience. experience. My name is Nathania. And I'm Regis. For our first ever episode, we talk about delusion. We share with you how we came up with this podcast, our friendship origin story, covering romanticizing life, manifesting, and the power of believing in yourself. Okay, let's go. So this is it. Okay, I know. Okay. So this is it. Um, This took quite a bit of time, interestingly enough, because yun nga, I, I realize this isn't the type of thing you just do. <laughs> like, I think we're both, again, so the, to- the topic today, yeah. delusion. Basically, uh, delusion, I think, is the driving force um, to be able to move something forward. So, why did this podcast begin in the first place? And I, I really do believe that started with delusion. Like, maybe you'd like to yeah. get into that of no, how I mean, this happened. I remember, I remember there was one time. So, we were walking along Barcelona with our friends. Uh, and then we were just talking, the two of us, even if it was a big friend group. Yeah. And I think everyone just stopped to listen and hear us speak. Yeah. And I think there was a there was someone who said, "Oh, you guys should do a podcast." And sure, but I know when we believe that you know if people say this, then we're okay. Let's do it. Game. Yeah. I think that was where the context that we were coming from. Um, and then I also feel like a lot of our conversations, I've always wished that someone could have heard it from an outside perspective. That's true. That's very valid. So to people that don't know us so well... Yet, um, you're gonna know us. Yeah. Um, Nathania and I have known each other since our, our university days. So that was, uh, yeah, almost, well, not almost. Ten years ago, yeah, almost almost ten years ago, a decade. Yeah. Um, and Nathania and I had mutual friends. Uh, we didn't like each other actually. Mutual and, enemies. As yes, well. we were mutual enemies. Uh-oh. And uh, the joke was that we were essentially these loud, obnoxious people. Main from characters. Main characters of a certain university back home in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, and because at that time, the social platform um, that was all the rage was Twitter. We were uh, just going viral all the time. Yeah. And I think that's why you popped up on my radar, I popped up on your radar, and therefore, we're like, okay, who is this other person? Yeah. And then we don't say viral uh, to express that, you know, uh, that we were all that or we were everything. It's just that... It was. It that, really was yeah, But the there case. were there were many um, words said, many... <laughs> many, many, <laughs> many words! There were very many words and said. And now we're Twitter, saying more. <laughs> and Twitter threads said. Um, yeah. And that's how it started. And basically... I think the thing is, when you know somebody, when you know of somebody and you mm-hmm. don't know that somebody, you know, there are preconceived notions that flood you, yeah. who this person is, what are his or her characteristics, why they're like this and not that. Um, we didn't like each other. And yeah. <laughs> um, how did we meet? You have to tell okay, them how so, we met. So basically, one day, um, our mutual friend, Luigi, thank you. You're the reason this podcast is happening, right? So... Um, we were going to someone's party and it was some Inuman and then Luigi picks us up and then was it me or you first that he picked up? You first. Yeah, me first because we yeah. both live in NQC and then I was picked Quezon up first. For... Yeah, and then um, you know, I'm in the car in the back seat and then Luigi picks you up. I, I, like, I think he told me on the way, oh, we're going to get Regis. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Okay. I did okay. not get yeah. that warning, yeah. by the way. So I did, um, <laughs> we didn't really see eye to eye. We didn't yeah. hate each other, but we just didn't see eye because to eye. Because we had no idea of who each who, other was. Yeah. Like there was you. All, all I had was a judgment of you as some again yes. reflecting the same things about me. Loud, annoying, feeling main character. Like, exactly. And then that's what we thought of each, each other. other, and therefore. Um, and a friend of ours, so Luigi was like. Um, you're literally one in the same person, yeah. so I'm going to put you in one car, and you're not yeah. gonna do anything about it. Yeah, and then and then we went to the party, and we have a photo of that. That day was October yes. something. The photo's gonna be seen. We will show you this yeah, on the on like the highlight. Up there, yes. yeah, October something 2016, and then that's it. Yeah, like from just, there we did not look there. back. Yeah. I mean, eventually we just hung out a lot because we lived so near each other. Yeah. Um, eventually, we became roommates in Barcelona, and then now I'm here in Vienna. Yeah. You're in Budapest. Budapest so. Exactly, and I, I guess um, ultimately, um, uh, my friendship with Nathania, or I would say like our friendship, for me is a very clear cut example of um, not judging a book by its cover. Yeah. Um, you know, had we <laughs> had we come in with our preconceived notions, and if we didn't check that out yeah. the door, we wouldn't be able to explore the kind yeah. of relationship we have today. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think when it comes to life also, and, you know, making new friends, I, I, I'm not the type of person to, to come with first impressions anymore. Yeah. It's like, let's see what's there, because who knows? You exactly. could probably be the closest friends ever if you just check those yeah. um, notions out the door. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting now that our friendship has been, you know, for this long of a time, I think we've both gone through so many different life changes that the way we view ourselves has also evolved throughout these years. Like, I think one thing that you have witnessed me is my change in self-esteem. Like, I oh, think yeah, that definitely, sure. like, yeah. moving to Europe, yeah. we always joke that, oh, like, I've discovered this hot girl within me. And I think that's an important part of delusion is what's your self-esteem baseline? Yeah. What's your self-esteem baseline? What is actually real? And how do you balance that with others? How others perceive you? Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, until now, I'm kind of like a pick-me girl wherein I have to prove to people because I was such a... I was such a nerd growing up, like, I mean, you know, top of, trying to be top of class mm -hmm. and everything and just being very academic. I mean, I did have other activities, but it's all nerd shit. Yeah. So, so therefore, it's this perception of me as, oh, I could be fun. I could be like hot, sexy kind of girl, like, you know, going out. That was never part of my point of view yeah. for, for myself and only really moving to Europe do I expand that oh yeah. I'm capable of like you know having fun at a rave meeting new people like all of that I think that was something that for me was like a big change over the past few years yeah, yeah. Um, for me I, I think in terms of self-esteem uh, for those who don't know I've always looked very outward yeah. when it came to that and I know that kind of sounds paradoxical because it's self-esteem it's supposed to be how you yeah. you know how you feel about yourself and how you hold yourself um, as a certain type of person but growing up in the family setup I did yeah. where um, just for people who don't know as well I come from a family of public servants and I think that's the nicest way <laughs> to say it so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, public I, servants. I, I come from a family of public servants and it's always been inherent in us to be able to speak to people and always with a smile. So I think that's where I was able to derive my self-esteem from because yeah. I didn't realize it was such an innate thing to be able to talk to anyone. 
Um, I thought it was, you know, just something that everybody had. But of course, uh, as we get older, there are things such as introversion and extroversion. And yeah. I was always on the uh, extroverted side. I don't know. I, I would say to a certain extent then maybe self-esteem is a little bit fragile too. Yeah. Just because for me, it was an outward thing. For me, it was if I'm able to speak to someone yeah. and they like to engage with me and they remember me as a person, that for me yeah. made my self-esteem better. So... But, it, it was an interaction with other people yes, around exactly. you. Yes, okay. exactly. So, so that's how, I mean, going to our next point, like yeah. that's how I saw myself realistically. Yeah. Because yeah. that was also being pirated by other people. Like, oh, you're yeah, the... No, I was going to say that me, as a, how I view you is you're always talking to people. And therefore, yeah. I could leave you in a room with my friends and they would get to know you a lot. Because you can like talk, talk, talk. I mean, yeah. that's why we're doing the podcast, yes, right? Because exactly. I ask the questions and then you respond. No, no, that's, I, that's and, very true. And I, I'm thinking now, okay, now that you have this idea of yourselves and I have this idea of myself now, the question is... Do others perceive us the same way? Like, how is the difference now? If I were to ask, like, your, our close friends or people who maybe colleagues, whatever, what's the difference now with how we view ourselves and how others view us? What do you think is um, the... I, I think for me, uh, you know, making this big move, uh, living in two European countries, having never lived anywhere else but the Philippines, and then to suddenly live in two European countries, yeah. both whom are different culturally exactly. in, like, two years... I would say I have a more, um, I guess, like a more nuanced view of how I see myself and how others see yeah. me. Um, I also have started to realize, and this is what we learn, because culturally, when you try to integrate, there are things that are bound to break from yeah. your personal idea of what culture is. You know, we're all still Filipino. Obviously, Natanya and I are still 100% Filipino. Mm -hmm. But I think the interactions we've had with people from so many different walks of life and so many yeah. different um, nationalities, regions, countries, continents um, really has turned it into a more um, nuanced. I feel like it's more nourished in a, in a sense that, for example, there are certain things about the Philippines. There are certain notions in the Philippines that are gospel truth. In another country, it doesn't make sense. Um, so I, I think, yeah, that, like that's how I yeah. see it basically. What about you? I mean, for me, no, because one thing here that I get surprised by is remember from like from Manila, I was always seen as, you know, I mean, articulate or like always talking or very firm on opinions. What changed when from the move here is that people saw me as so cheerful and so sweet. Okay. Which again did not fit my self idea because well, I was like, then. yeah, back yeah. then. Because what do you mean I'm super sweet and super nice when I was always abrasive yeah. back home? Because nga matapang ako babae, like I'm always ready to fight for a certain opinion. Okay. But then relatively here, there is a sense of that Filipina sweetness, I yeah. guess. That like, oh, you know, I'm always trying to, um, you know, bring pastries for colleagues or just trying to make someone's day a little bit better. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was yeah, part of that okay. cultural sweetness, yeah. I guess. And therefore, now I'm fitting that into my idea of self. Now, okay, I can be, I can still have these strong opinions and be, you know, this fierce, independent woman that has a very particular point of view in life. Um, and at the same time, I could always also be just a very kind, loving, like caring person. Yeah. And I think being in between these two has been an interesting balance for me. Okay. That, that's super interesting because, again, to me, I, I really feel like I operate on a default mode. 
And um, the default is. And my, my the, the default is so. For example, that extroversion growing up. Yeah. Um, um, I think our listeners also have to understand that my parents were always available and always present with me physically, yeah. but they were not necessarily always available to have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. Um, so from an early age, I had to figure out how to be able to not only entertain myself, but really to be yeah. able to speak with other people. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, th- there was nobody else to talk to. You don't talk to like 60-year-old men yeah. um, thinking about, you know, a governmental budget or anything like yeah. that when you're five years old. Um, and I think that's why my default has been um, I'll be able to speak to anybody anywhere. Yeah. So it never particularly changed. Like when we went to university, when I was in high school, when I was a child, yeah. all the way until now in the corporate world, like in, in Europe, like I, I, I don't think I've ever really changed the way I, I presented myself, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so we've now talked about how we view ourselves, how others view ourselves. What are the things you think that we're sort of delusional about? Like what are the things that are kind of fantasy like okay. that's not real like that's not okay. it's all in your head like yeah, what do you okay. think is is the big grand things that you <sighs> you envision I mean uh, we, we've talked about this in the past but um, I completely acknowledge that I've been lucky and very blessed I've always been taught that the world was my oyster. Okay. That um, childlike naivete. Yeah. That wherever I will be. You have a be, superhero mode of yourself. Oh like yeah, you no, can for do sure. Yeah. And I, um, and I, I'd like to shout out to this former teacher turned very good friend of mine who was my English teacher back in high school. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the condition of like every gay man that has ever existed. <laughs> I'm talking to you. <laughs> You have that one English teacher. That one English that teacher. That one female English teacher that just... She's so mother. She's mother. <laughs> she changed your life. And you're still talking until today. I'm sure every gay person has that. Yeah. And she always told me, she's not worried about me. Because yeah. if there's one person she knows who could thrive um, in a completely different and alien environment, it would be me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's due to the fact that I am very open to mm-hmm. exploring. I'm very... I'm willing to make a friend. I'm yeah. always willing to make a friend. Yeah. No, but that sounds pretty healthy healthy to me as a delusion. Like I don't think that's I don't think that's the sort of a romantic. Okay, so for my on my end, oh, I, I like feel an like unhealthy delusion. Like un- I don't know if healthy is it, but it's like for example for me when I do still get main character syndrome at times that wherein I feel like life and its events are like plot lines or like episodes. Yes. So for me, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, for example, oh, I'm going to go out and buy, go out to the grocery and I have my music on and everything's like a romantic, like everyone's a, everyone's a, a side part character. Of your story. Exactly, yeah. everyone's no, a side character. But, and then I'm that person moving along this area, this, this, these plot lines, but the central narrative is me. me. And then I will sit down and I will have my coffee and my pastry and I'm thinking, Oh, life's so great. Life's like this is what life is all about. The, like the simplicity of coffee on a Saturday or Sunday morning, yeah. and it's just so beautiful. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is the part where I literally hear in my head the music playing, yeah. like the soft music playing, and I'm like, I'm such a main character. Yeah. Like this is I me. Mean, I do believe number one, that's healthy. Okay. Number two, it, it's really a form of self-preservation. Eh? Um, okay. I, I, I really do feel like it is. It's, it, it's. What am I preserving myself against? All of us went through COVID. Yeah. And whenever I try to explain COVID to other people, it's like, think the whole world is in jail and you can't get out yeah. and you don't know when. 
and you didn't commit a crime. Yeah. And just to think about how that impacted, uh, again, childcare, uh, how, how you started to, you know, some people had to move back with their parents. They had to move back with their siblings. And mm-hmm. how that dynamic completely upended the world we knew back then. Yeah. And we're here today, three years on. <laughs> we're basically still in the same shit. Um, And again, this is why I think delusion, um, especially a few years after the pandemic, delusion somehow is coming back. Um, It provides you a fantasy so that things getting better. There's the optimism of it. Remember when people people were playing Animal Crossing or or, or, or the (laughs) same way people played the same. Yeah. Um, And I I would take that into the real real world. The same way you buy flowers. The same way... Uh, other people watch yeah. movies or just, you know, again, sit down at a park. Yeah. Uh, I think it's us flexing our imagination because if the moment your imagination, like if you think of it as a muscle, mm-hmm. the more it gets, like the weaker it gets because you're not using it, how could you imagine a better world for people? How could you imagine yes. a better future for yourself? Because you're incapable of dreaming. Because yes. now your vision has been so like minimized. Mm. You're getting blinders because all you've seen is the worst from COVID <laughs> or from the pandemic. And then, you know, the world like late stage capitalism with how awful things are moving. Yes. And therefore you have to imagine things as better. Like I feel like it, it, it becomes in a way a moral duty. That we have to understand that things can oh, get no. better. No, yes, uh, for sure. Like, I, I remember that. Being able to have that morning yeah. walk and coffee, listening to your favorite song, knowing yeah. it's going to be a good day today. I feel I, like it's a form of self-preservation and a yeah. way to propel you forward. No, I, I think you make sense there with, like, how harsh everything is. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, we all know life has been shit. And yeah. you told me this. I mean, like, yeah. when, when I was going through certain things, you were telling me, and uh, she meant this like in a non-attacking uh, or non-derogatory manner. But it's like, you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like there are other people yeah. going through things that are... I, I think what's so important for us to realize, and this is for me, I think, a humbling moment, is that you have to realize that your struggle, you're not the only one going through that struggle. Like yeah. your struggles in this world are not unique to you. Yes. And therefore you have a, a sense of community. You 100%. have a sense of people who are going through similar, like, okay, fine. It's not the same exact same configuration, but there are people in this world going through worse, going through a little better, you know, different kinds of combinations of problems. And therefore, draw strength from your community. Don't alienate yourself thinking that your problem is only you and you're such a main character and that you're the only one that understands. I think it's a bit in our generation of like millennial understanding Mm. wherein it's, I don't know, woe is me, the world is like, it hates me. And I'm not invalidating that feeling. But if you think about it, humanity has gone on for so long that we've had these problems over and over and over again. And that's why we read fiction. That's yes. why we watch movies, you know, TV series to know that we're not the only one going through this thing. Like, yes. I think it's so beautiful to hear a song. And I think we both love sad songs, yes. right? For this reason. It's because, wow, someone at some point in felt time something. felt something so strong that they had to put pen yeah. to paper. And then, let's just say this this personal truth of them yeah. and then therefore it relates to other people so yeah. i think that's uh how we understand our emotions yeah. and for sure like i i remember that uh because oscar season yeah um everything everywhere all at once i think that movie paints it beautifully in okay. such a way yeah that 
uh, as long as there's hope, there's love. Yeah. And as long as that hope or love persists in yeah. you, um, it, it can be able to take you to greater heights. Yeah. Or at least pull you from rock bottom to like and I normal think again. From the from that movie, the, the overarching message that this sense of love and care and affection transcends time even. That across ah, yes. the multiverse, across yes. the different timelines, that oh my god, this is such a strong feeling that if you look past, present, future, it it will just skewer through it. Yeah. Like that's what it. That, well, that's what it's there for. No, no, I, I, I completely agree. And you know, there are still certain things that I had done in the past where I feel like I may or may not have cared for people. Yeah. And like ten years on, I still feel it. Like yeah. it's there, and sometimes it crystallizes. Yeah. And speaking of crystallizing things, um, what are your views on manifesting then? I mean. No, okay, so it's interesting, right? Everyone now, it's so impossible that you wouldn't get um, a TikTok on, or TikTok or a reel on your algorithm, how to manifest things. Like, I've ha- we've had friends that send us videos on YouTube, how to properly manifest, right? Like, how do you write your intentions, yes. whatever. I remember the first time the idea of intentions came to me was in yoga. So in yoga, before you start the class, you think of your intentions, what you want to achieve, because therefore it... It just links your mind and body connection stronger because then you can channel your muscles towards that intention. And then you can also be intention for the day when you leave yoga, practice, and so on. And so for me, I was like, oh, this this makes a lot of sense, right? If I have goals, I set my goals and then I try to do my best towards yeah. them. I think what's interesting with manifesting now is like, do you know the lucky girl syndrome? Like, I'm a lucky yeah. girl. Oh, like, yeah, people yeah. Are I've heard about like, this, it's, yes. it's a TikTok audio. Yeah. I'm a lucky girl. Good things always happen to me. Yeah, yeah. Things are always working out for me at any point. In so it's essentially time. an affirmation. Yeah, it's an yeah. affirmation, exactly. And there is obviously science on affirmations. I remember going through a very dark period in, in my life last year. I actually wrote down affirmations wherein I am like, I am a good person. I am capable of this. Because what it does is it it links the neural pathways in your brain so that you can re- uh, retrieve that yeah. feeling stronger. I remember you sharing that to yeah, me. Yeah, that actually. list, that yeah, list. Yeah. yeah, like I'm I'm kind, I'm smart, I'm beautiful, whatever. I can make it through the day. I can, I can get things done. And that kind of manifest... I mean, it's different, right? Manifesting feels more broad. Yes. Affirmation is more like in the moment now, yes. yourself, the yeah. self-esteem thing. So I remember viewing those affirmations and thinking, okay, I'm going to set this and this is how I view myself. So it touches on self-esteem and I, I really felt I was better for it. Like I did those affirmations and by after like one week, I was believing in it. So I think there is... I, I'm, a, I'm a believer because I always thought that it was kind of like bullshit now. Uh, if you write it, it sounded like some cheesy guy. Yeah, exactly. Shit, yeah, right? like, exactly. Yeah. Like, why am I going to write to myself that yeah. I am worthy? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I think... I, Live, laugh, love, you're I, I, I get you on that cheesy part because yeah. I used to be an unbeliever in affirmations. And then uh, Affirmations PH came out and yeah. you know, all these other affirmation Instagram accounts. Um, and while... They were meant to be ironic. Sometimes yeah. they really proved to be helpful for me. <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, actually now I follow this thing, this Instagram account, and I yeah. think it's a mental health app called Head... Headspace? Head- Headspace, okay. something like that, or Head Help or something. And I don't <laughs> oh, know, yeah, I, I, yeah. My, my, my head needs help. help. 
my, <laughs> you need help. Yeah, my hand anyway. needs help. Um, no, but um, and it's nice. Like you know, I see the content, and yeah. you know, sometimes I believe in it, sometimes I don't. Yeah. But it's nice to read something. Yeah, doesn't have to be necessarily written that way. Mm-hmm. But okay, again, since we're still on the topic of manifesting, then um, for you, like, how do you manifest things? I, I'm thinking now how much of a dreamer was I growing up. I do have so you know the you know the three wishes as a church. So when you enter a new church, you, you get three, three wi- you get three wishes as long you, as you pray. Okay. So I've done th- always three wishes, and oftentimes what I wish for are pretty grand. Like I mean, for example, you know, moving here abroad, PhD, um, constantly a happier love life. <laughs> like, I need divine intervention for well, that. Like that needs the the saints and all the angels yeah. and all. Like if Satan can help out as well, What's like church <laughs> in Man- my family is like Manawa's devotees. Is it Pangasinan? Um, Somewhere there, yeah. But we are like my my family is very like manifesting religiously, right? So, um, I mean, I that was my sense of manifesting. And but what was funny was I had a friend, so we went to a church once, and then when we were in the church, he told me, "Oh, like you only get one wish, actually." Well, I, I guess it's the love life wish that was, was like, like cut out, yeah, right? it was it's cut not, off. It's not, nope. God was like, you can have no a, love you life. Can have. You get the PhD. You get, you get to live abroad. Right? You get a career. You get everything. Not the love life. life. No, like honey, no. you're asking for too much. There's a long list. <laughs> There's a long list of like mass cards out there. God was like, "You asked for too much. It's okay. Like, yeah, it's I'm fine. gonna give you the glow up exactly. in your twenties. Like, like just, that was fine, but just okay. everything else, no. And that's okay. just, and that's another episode topic, right? I'll yeah, like, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so manifesting for me, I felt like you know, I, it's nice to think of it, but I always never relied on a higher being or an external force. Like because this is where the control freak comes in. This it has to come from you. It has to come from me. So that's why I'm like, okay, I, I try to do it as sort of backup. Like I'm like, it's more like a if there is a God listening, yeah, uh, here are right. my here are yes. my manifestations. Okay. But other than that, this is me working hard. And then if there are external forces, and my mom always pushed me towards that. She's like, you have to, you have to Believe. let go, let go, and let God. Like okay. I mean, typical Filipino parenting, you, we have to recognize the presence of the divine. Yeah. And, and that's why for me it's like trying to balance that and I was like no I'm gonna work on things on my own that's why manifesting wasn't so big for me because of me being a control freak meaning I can do it why do I have to say it out loud and say it to some force in the universe I wasn't so fatalistic or yeah. like I didn't really believe like so much you, in destiny that you needed to communicate yeah, with somebody exactly, exactly. for them to you know make your dreams exactly. and bring them to life yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, uh, I think the interesting thing about manifesting is, yeah. like, as I've shared with you many times before, manifesting for me, um, I, I rely on community for that. I, okay. I, I rely on my friends. I rely on my family. Meaning because, they manifest for you or like how is um, it? They manifest for me and because they manifest for me, I start to believe it. Oh, um, I, okay. I, I generally have a huge case of um, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, you're, you're very aware of this. Like sometimes I really do feel like I'm incapable or sometimes, you know, 
um, certain words or certain things that have been so uh, told to me or I've heard about me before. And yeah. sometimes I really believe it. And, and that's why I say... The insecurities are loud. Yeah, so it, it really depends on community. Like, yeah. you know, if, if you don't have... And community can mean anything. It doesn't have to be your family, like your birth family. It yeah. could be your chosen family. It could be your friends. It could be your dog. Yeah. Honestly, like... Um, as long as you know that there are people who believe in you, yeah. I think like that's the healthiest form of manifestation. Um, and I, I'd like to say also, I mean, to a more extreme um, nature of things, like the best athletes in the entire world, whether it's Tiger Woods, that's whether true. it's Naomi Osaka, Kobe Bryant, um, all of these, Heidelin Diaz, all of these people needed yeah. a very healthy level of delusion. That I can do it. I can, I can do, do it. it and what does it mean for EJ Obiena, for example? Like, I believe I can bring gold to the Philippines. Yeah. I believe I will be an Olympian. You know, any, anything else. And that's basically. how the greats make it. Because nobody changed history by saying, yes. oh, I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can do it. No, 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 no. And, yeah. and again, in terms of community, this is why it's important. Because there yeah. will always be moments when the actor will be, I can't do it. Yeah. No, and, and if you're the hater and you surround yourself with more haters, nothing's gonna happen. Exactly. And I think we've been lucky enough, again, going back to why we started this podcast. Because our friend said, I would love to listen yeah, like, to you. Yeah, like, I would listen to it. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, again, in terms of the inner voices and those dark voices... Um, I think Nat and I have a lot of that too sometimes. And, yeah. you know, when we were doing this, we were so happy trying to plan. But there was always a voice like... Is it, no, it going to take off? Is, is it, it going to take off? Do people even care? Yeah. Um, like, why does it even matter? But I think um, to, to turn again into, you know, this conversation becoming more uh, healthy. Yeah. Um, I think we're doing... Th I know why we're doing this. And we're not doing this... Like, our intentions aren't misplaced. Yeah. Um, we're not here because we want like a billion fans. We're not here because we want <laughs> yeah. everybody to think that what we say is gospel. Yeah. Because it's definitely not. This is why it's called in our experience. Yeah. Like in our experience. I mean, it's all ultimately we're drawing on these stories of like our upbringing, our our you know our childhood, how we went to school. All these things make up who we are. And even here, life in Europe so far for the past. I mean, I'm I'm gonna turn like. 2017. Time is so six fast. Six years now. Time is so I, fast. Six years. That's 20% of my life has now been in Europe. And I'm hitting three years yeah. and I feel like I just left. Exactly. So, I mean, all these make up such a colorful um, set of stories yeah. that we're here to share and I guess learn from it. Because yeah. I think both of us love rehashing these stories and trying to look at it from a different perspective, right? Oh, it's yeah, like, that's... Yeah. Nat and I analyze uh, good, bad, what could have been good, what could have been a little bit bad. Better, yeah. yeah, what could have been a little bit better. But um, we all live in the school of life. Yeah. Um, and as cliche or as BS as it may sound, um, lifelong learning. Yeah. Um, you know, like when you stop learning, and I don't mean learn the textbook way. Yeah. Like, it can literally be learning about yourself. Yeah. Learning how you can... Um, be able to take care of yourself better. Yeah. Learning how to be more present for your yeah. friends. Learning to, I don't know, learning to code. Yeah. Like, it can literally be anything. But this entire life was meant for that. And this is why I go back to what I said earlier on imagination being a muscle. Because I really think of it as 
delusion as a practice. It's the workout. It's the workout that you're flexing this imagination muscle of yours because you're able to envision something greater for yourself. I mean, it's one thing to be satisfied in your current state. I think that's fine, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with my life. It doesn't mean that it's not healthy for me to want more. Yes. That's sometimes where I'm balancing it because sometimes I want it all. Like I want it all. I want it so bad. And this wanting it so bad just makes me feel bad about my current situation because it's not 100% perfect. It's not how I envision it. But it's that tension. So yes. you tension of this one place taking you forward, this one place where you are right now. Exactly. And therefore, because there's tension, there's movement. Yes. Uh, because if you're stuck in a in a place where you know you don't really feel so good about yeah. and you've already acquiesced to the idea that yeah. this is all this is all it's going to be this yeah. is as best as it can be mm-hmm. where's the tension there yeah. where's the movement you're there? not you're, no. you're never going to get you're, out you're of never going to move yeah. so i i really do believe th- there is this healthy form of there is something that could be better. Yeah. Whether it be you trying to analyze your personality, you trying to think about your relationships, whether in a romantic or, uh, you know, in friendship, f- in, yeah. in friendship or Collegial even. career. Yeah, uh, yeah like I, I just feel like it's, that's definitely part of the process. Like, you know, um, I'm pretty sure the great athletes and even the greatest inventors didn't stop at that. At their big invention. Yeah. There was always It was more. a lifetime. Like, you don't exactly. stop. If you love doing it, you're not going to yeah. stop. It, it becomes a mode of existence. And exactly. I think to be creative and to be imaginative as a delusion, like, we joke about it. Oh, I'm so delusional about this. But there is putting it back to the healthy way in which it gets you moving. Yes. And I think that's the... Thing. I think this podcast is an attempt for us to flex our creative muscles, yeah. get us moving. I think it's, 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 yeah, it's no, an exercise. Yeah, no, and definitely it's a creative outlet. And um, we've had many conversations in the past in which I wish I'd saved. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, those conversations yeah, yeah. that definitely. we were just talking. Definitely, the screenshots that I've saved. Exactly. The pep talks you've given me at my worst. Like, I think these and, are... And vice versa. And, you know, I'm able to share that with other people yeah. whenever... Whenever a friend is going through something, I'm like, I remember Nat and I talked about this yeah. and this is yeah. what happened. So yeah. I, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's it. I feel like this is the first episode. So, well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll we're see. so excited to show you yeah. the I, rest of In Our Experience. Yeah, let us NR. know what your delusions are. We'd love to hear them. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you for the next episode. Yeah. Like, we'll so this was episode one. Ooh, oh my God. God. Yes. <laughs> okay. Bye. Go. Ciao. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the NR Experience. Let us know what you think on our Instagram account at nr.experience. This has been Nathaniel Regis and we'll see you next time.